welcome to Driven for Purpose, a lifestyle podcast designed to bring you the tips, tools, and resources so that you can discover your purpose, reignite your passion, and fully step into your power. I'm your host, Amanda Bickham, holistic health and mindfulness coach, and I'll be guiding you every step of the way. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy the show. tuning in from Florida. I'm out here at my friend's house in St. Augustine. You know, it's been really beautiful to be able to travel around the world and still stay connected and share a lot of the journey with y'all. <laughs> it's funny because anywhere I go, it's I'm, I'm so transient that I feel like I pick up accents really easy. And I've been noticing I say y'all and I have a little bit of twang. <laughs> so funny. Um, yeah. But anyways, it's nice. You might hear some different birds in the background. You might hear some different noises. This is just all a part of the journey. It's about 8 in the morning. And I'm sipping my, my Pu'er tea. For those of you who don't know, Pu'er is an, a really incredible tea. <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> that is really good for um, the gut as it's a fermented tea it's also really good for the chi I've been doing a lot of qigong lately and um, pu air has actually been used in China for many years because especially those who practice arts of, the, of qi like qigong or tai chi because it's known to help actually increase and enhance the qi force energy and chi is really like your body's uh, energy or your energy channels, your prana as they call it in yoga. Chi, it's your life force energy. And it's what's used to help keep you aligned and keep you connected and keep you healthy. In fact, in China, they use qigong as a preventative medicine. So you practice qigong daily to keep you from being sick. So, <clears throat> yes, this is good. So, this morning, um, you know, I've been traveling a lot lately, and my preferred method of traveling is to stay somewhere for at least a month <laughs> so I can get grounded and get integrated and have a routine because as much as I love mixing up the routine, routine is something that's really, really important for me to stay grounded. And being grounded is about being focused and centered and clear. And if I don't have a sense of grounding, then I feel anxious and scattered and all over the place. But sometimes my life, the way that I live it, it doesn't allow me to stay grounded in one place for a month and wake up in the same place, in the same house, in the same bed, in the same routine. So it's really important for me to, regardless of what's going on around me, regardless of the chaos, whether I'm traveling in airports and you know different places for days at a time or you know, moving from one place to the next um, or from one country to the next, that I have routines and practices that help me stay connected to myself, that help me stay grounded, that help me stay centered, that help me stay clear in my mind. 
And I feel like this can be, you know, useful for everyone because I remember there was many, many years that I didn't have a routine, that I didn't know, I didn't even really know. Maybe I knew that I wasn't fully clear or that I was scattered, but I didn't know really about being grounded. I didn't really know what it meant to be focused um, because I was maybe so much in the flow of everybody else's flow or just not even really realizing that I was out of flow in order to be in flow. <laughs> And so, um, you know, connecting to self, right? Creating an awareness that although I am me, just because I am me doesn't mean I am connected to me. And what do I mean by that? What do you, how, what do you mean? How can you not be connected to you? You are you. You are in your body. But let's be honest. There's different parts and different aspects of the self. Right? There's the doing self, which is oftentimes on automatic mode. The doing self is someone who wakes up, they have their coffee, they take their shower, they drive to work, they eat their breakfast, they do their work things, they go home, they hang out with the kids, they eat dinner and they do it all over again. Right? That's the doing self. That's the automatic self. That's like your, your, the ner- part of your nervous system, which is just doing. It doesn't need any conscious thought. Right? The automatic part and then there's the conscious self right there's the the part of the self which actually needs um, to be connected to for instance if you need to move your muscles you have to think about that and then it actually you know you have to put that thought that conscious thought into action and therefore you can move your body so this is the part this is more of the conscious there's the subconscious and the conscious right so this is this part of the self that is wanting to be expanded upon is the conscious self. How can we bring more conscious awareness to what we do and how we do it so that we can better shape the lives that we desire? And this is all about waking up, right? How do we go from sleeping, living a life that we may not be fully connected to, that we may not love, to living a life where we absolutely radiate and we're in our power. How do we go from sleeping to waking up? How do we go from feeling out of our power to fully connected and radiating in our power? How do we go from feeling disconnected from ourselves, our culture, our society, our jobs, to completely connected, centered, and grounded? No matter where we are, and no matter what's going on in life. And this is really, you know, what the base of this podcast is all about. Now, I'll start by saying that someone reached out to me the other day and said, wow, you travel so much. How do you stay grounded? Um, Especially after long flights, because I feel like after long flights, I'm, you know, exhausted and I can't get back into my rhythm and it takes me a while. And the truth is that this podcast is for that. And also... This is a part of my daily life. This is a part of my daily practice. And it's because I have these strong rituals and these strong routines, no matter where I go, that they keep me grounded and they keep me connected. Because here's the thing. Life is always changing. There's always going to be chaos. You're going to wake up and some months are going to be just shit, right? It's going to be hard to get out of bed because that's just the way life goes. You know, like the moon, we go through phases. We are, sometimes we feel full and complete and expansive and other times we feel dark and low. 
and want to hide. But it's not about really what's going on around us or where we are, but rather what's going on within us. How do we stay centered and focused and connected? It's up to us to create that space for us instead of try to depend on people, places, or things outside of us to bring that for us. If we're always depending on our stable income or our stable partnership or our stable house, you know, to be the, 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 the thing that keeps us feeling connected, that's dangerous. <laughs> I'll share a quick story. Um, when I was, you know, I'm, I'm a Cancer, for those of you who are interested or care about astrology. And um, one of the big primary roles for cancers is that our home is our sense of security. Like when we, our home is everything to us, right? Feeling, we feel good when we have a good home. Well, I was 19, no, maybe I was 20, 21, I think actually. And um, I started realizing like how much of a homebody I was. You know, people would be going out and I'd be like, oh, well, you can just come over. We can have a glass of wine at my house. And I always felt really good in my own house because it was my own environment and I had control over it and it was the way I liked it and it was with the people that I liked and I could kick people out when I wanted and all these things. You know, I could invite people in when I wanted. I could go to bed when I wanted. It was the right energy. I could play the music and I felt good whenever I was in my home. I started realizing that I had this kind of dependency on this thing outside myself to make me feel good which just happened to be my home. Now it can be anything. It can be your coffee. It can be your relationship. It can be where you live. It can be anything. And I started to realize that I feel that this thing outside me has power over whether or not I feel good. And if, I've, if I'm depending on this thing outside myself, then I'm actually not in my power. And so the only way to move beyond this story is to mix it up and do something completely opposite and live where I don't have a home. And this was what inspired, you know, my first backpacking solo trip, right? It was just, I was like, well, if I feel super comfort, comfortable in my home and I want to be able to feel comfortable anywhere, no matter what's going on, I want to not have a home and make it to where my home is inside me. My home is my backpack and I have to make home no matter where I go. And this was incredibly uncomfortable for me. And those of you who know me and who have been following my journey, you know that I dive into the spaces of discomfort because I want to expand. I have ideas and stories about what I need in order to be comfortable and to be safe and to be, you know, grounded. And these are just stories that I create based upon my past experiences, which create the reality that I believe to be true. But in order for me to expand and to expand in my being and my radiance and my reality, that means that I need to expand my ideas and thoughts, which means they need to be backed by actions that I intentionally dive into, which probably make me uncomfortable. But the moment that I dive into that discomfort, I'm able to expand. So that's what I did. You know, I, I said, okay, I don't want to be dependent on my house to make me feel comfortable and grounded and secure. So I'm going to leave my house and not have a house and find that within. So going back to this story of, um, you know, <laughs> how to stay grounded and connected to yourself amongst the chaos. You don't have to live around the world in order to have chaos in your life. I think we can all relate to that. 
And one of the things that is, is really, really important, and I talk about this a lot, and I've talked about this a lot on Facebook Lives, which is the importance of a morning routine. Now, in the, in, in the practice of ritual, if you, if you haven't yet checked it out, I have a, a really powerful um, episode I did on a couple of rituals, self-pleasuring ritual, that's powerful, and also just daily ritual, how to bring ritual into your daily life, ceremony into your daily life, and that was last week or the week before, so be sure to check that out if you haven't already. But yeah, so, so creating for me a morning routine in this morning as I woke up, you know, I'm in a new place and I went to bed, you know, my, my schedule is, is very off, I'm staying up later, connecting with more people, I'm a very, I love my alone time, I need my alone time, it's essential. I probably need more of it than most people because I've been on my own for so long. It's essential to my well-being. And, um, you know, sometimes I don't get that because I'm, I'm connecting with people and I'm up later and I'm up earlier and all these things. And so this morning um, I woke up and I'm a morning person. So morning might not be your thing. You know, my brother, he's an evening person. So he spends his rituals in the evening. And you'll know if you're a morning person or an evening person. I always invite those people who are who think they're more evening people to try morning because there's something, and it might not work for you, but there's something about starting your morning with yourself. Starting your day with intentions, with practices, starting your day connected to yourself before you connect to anything or anyone else. There's power in that. When you give to you before you go give to the world, you have more to give. And I feel like there's a large majority of us who, who love to give. But if you start off doing things for everyone else, I feel like your reserves and, and how you can replenish yourself may not be as as bountiful as if you start your day off by giving to yourself now this may mean you have to wake up earlier which may mean you need to go to bed earlier but I'll tell you something in the several years at least five years that I've been waking up really early to be with myself before I be with others I found that that extra 30 minutes to an hour maybe I'm waking up and it's still dark but that extra 30 minutes to an hour actually replenishes me and gives me more energy than if I would have just slept. And that's 100% fact. And in fact, I actually did that today. So, when I, so for instance, I woke up this morning and generally I like to wake up and have my morning routine. And I find that it's actually better if I start this before anybody else is up, before other people get up and going. At least I start it. I love to start it and finish it. Because the moment that other people get up and going, I can feel their energies and then there's this FOMO. It's like, shit, I'm missing out. Other people are doing things, you know. I need to get in it. I need to do it. I need to, you know, I'm behind and anxiety comes in. And So I find that if I wake up before anybody else does and I get my morning routine at least started, if not finished, then I'm like, whew, I feel so good. I don't have to. I can do whatever. I can be in other people's energy and space and flow and feel like I served myself. But... Last night, I, the last, the night before last, I didn't have a lot of sleep. And last night, I went to bed late, and I woke up. I always wake up early, no matter what. Even if I go to bed at like four in the morning, I'll still wake up around six thirty. At least my internal clock will tell me it's time. So this morning, my 
you know, internal clock told me it was time. And then my mind was like, oh, yeah, but Amanda, like, it's so nice in here. Maybe you should just sleep a little longer, just a little bit, just a little bit. And it's interesting because you think that by now I would really know that my body holds the wisdom and always listen to her, but my mind is still sometimes has me. And so I was like, no, you know, I'd like to sleep a little bit. But I was conscious of it. I was very conscious of this dialogue between my body and my mind. Like, I think I'm actually going to want to sleep a little bit longer today. Just just rest a little bit more in this bed. It's so nice. It's so cozy. And by the time I, you know, the second round I opened my eyes, it was maybe about 30 to 45 minutes later, and I could feel other people in the house getting up and getting ready and doing their thing. And instantly I felt this anxiety of shit. I need to get up. I need to get going. I'm... I'm missing out, I, I, I need to start doing, right, because everybody else is doing, so I need to start doing, and I need to do the doing instead of do the doing for me, do the doing that I need to do for others, and I sat here with this feeling of discomfort and anxiety, and I had this self-awareness of, wow, this is the story that you created, and this is the story that you, you created based upon the actions that you did or did not do, such as wake up and do your morning routine. And I sat with this feeling a little bit longer, and I'm like, this is a pattern, actually. Anytime that I wake up, and I, most times, I would say 92% of the time that I wake up, and I don't do my morning routine, and I do something else, whether it's cuddling with someone else longer in the bed, or just staying in the bed longer, I end up oftentimes feeling stressed, slightly rushed, and having some anxiety. So this was a great step of awareness for me in that, in that recognizing this pattern, recognizing where it comes from, and then in that recognizing and that self-realization and that connection and that awareness of self, I can choose to do something different. So from that awareness, I said, okay, well, let me write about this. Let me journal about this. Journaling is a huge part of my rituals, and this is something that I invite all of you to do. So having a journaling practice. And this is something that I have all of my clients, whether I'm doing group coaching or whether I'm doing um, individual personal coaching, this is huge and the most powerful tool that if you don't do anything, do this journal because it creates a space for self-awareness and self-reflection. There's something about when you take the words in the mind and you put them on paper, it makes it more real, it makes it more tangible and you actually, um, yeah, you make this reality more concrete, right? So, so yeah, I um, did this journaling and put all these thoughts on paper and automatically when I was having this anxiety of, oh, I need to get going, I need to get doing, why'd you do this? And then self-sabotage, right? Like, damn it, you shouldn't have slept in, you know better, you've been here before. It's like, screw all that talk. Put it down on paper and just create a self-awareness guide instead of a self-sabotage of you know better why'd you do this so once I did that um I said okay well now that I have a choice I can I did this part of my morning practice but I know giving myself 30 minutes to an hour is best and some sort of breath work some sort of movement and some sort of meditation or self-reflection practice um is key for me to have an optimized day so I can get up and start getting into the flow of everybody else's things, start serving the world, or I can choose to create space and time and go by myself somewhere, even if I'm 30 minutes to 45 minutes later than I would like to be. 
right? And I realize that not all of us always have this opportunity because some of us have jobs that we have to be there at a certain time. Um, but there is always where, ways that we can continue to work with what we have. My first client today isn't until 11, so I actually have more space to stick to my morning routine regardless of the time. So what I did was I went outside and I, you know, created, I pulled out my deck, my tarot deck and said, okay, I want to reflect on some things that have happened to me as of late. I had my Pu'er tea and I decided to connect with you guys on the podcast this morning. And the reason why I share this personal experience is because I want to give you practical tools and examples of how this shows up in my own life. I think it's one thing to just, you know, continue to talk about what you should do or what you could do, but never actually put it into grounded terms of how, how I work with this. Um, and it's one thing to like actually talk about real life experiences of how this shows up in my life and how I practice what I preach. So going back to, you know, some of the tools of what it is, what do I do in order to stay grounded, in order to stay practical, in order to stay connected to myself, regardless of where I'm at. Um, one of them is journaling like i mentioned you know i'm constantly changing i'm constantly moving i'm constantly uh just being you know in a lot of different situations and staying with my own thoughts in my mind can be dangerous and i think this is the case for everyone it can be dangerous right when we have all these thoughts and some of them let's say i i would say excuse me 30 to 40 to 50, even 60% for some of us are toxic thoughts or thoughts that don't serve us or thoughts that we're unaware of. And honestly, unaware thoughts are some of the most dangerous because your, your thoughts create the reality that you perceive to be true. So if you're not aware of them, then you're creating a reality that you may not want, right? And so, um, so yeah, this is really important. Um, journaling your thoughts get them out of your mind put them onto paper so that you can start to become self-aware now there's a lot of other ways you can become self-aware such as meditation but i still feel like meditation is a great tool but not as powerful as journaling for a lot of people who want to start waking up who want to start becoming more conscious who want to start creating their reality instead of allowing their reality to be created around them by things outside of them right this whole the vitality path what i believe what i talk about what I help others with is help people wake up help people go from sleeping to waking up and this is one of the most powerful tools of course meditation is another one now meditation I'd like to just say is not about quieting your mind it's not about you know having no thoughts it's about becoming aware of what's taking you away from the presence of yourself just become aware so many people are like oh I can't meditate I sit down and my mind won't be quiet well guess what you and 99% of other people. So it's not about quieting your mind. It's about self-awareness. It's about, wow, I sit down and the moment I sit down, I start focusing on my breath and literally 30 seconds later, I'm thinking about the dog, I'm thinking about the kids, I'm thinking about what I have to do next week, I'm thinking about my shitty boss. Wow, all of these things are taking me away from myself. Interesting. Okay, I'm going to come back. Let's try to focus on myself again. What does my body feel like? Oh, my body feels tired. My body feels, oh, there. now i got to think about my ex-partner and all the drama that he's caused me. And then, wow, my, my ex, all of these things are taking me away from myself. Okay, good awareness. How can I come back to self? 
keep coming back to self, but know that this practice is about being aware of all the things that are taking you away from yourself. Once you have that awareness, you can create rituals and routines to break these energies that have a hold of you. This is a lot of what I teach in my group and private coaching is is these tools to, to move beyond. Once you have the self-awareness, that's great. First step, self-awareness. Second step is what are the tools for transformation? How can I get out of the way of myself so that I can be my highest and best and most authentic self? So other things that I do to keep me feel grounded um, are, again, always making time for myself in the morning, no matter where I am. Even if sometimes, you know, the other night, I haven't stayed in a hostel in two years, and I know why, but I was staying, you know, for a small overnight flight or overnight, you know, before I was getting up and going again in the city uh, on a flight. It made like no sense. I was staying a few hours at a place in transit between countries and I didn't want to, didn't really want to be bothered with getting a hotel room. So I just got a hostel and there's not a lot of personal space, <laughs> obviously, even though there was only two of us in this room. But I was like, you know, I'm going to wake up 30 minutes before I have to get up and get going and do some yin stretches in my bed. Just do some stretching and do some breathing before I get up and hop on this, you know, taxi to get in the airport. That is enough. Um, other things, moving my body. This is huge, right? This is huge. I posted a thing on Facebook the other day that said um, thoughts are energy, um, tension is energy, energy creates stagnation if not moved so if you want to move your pain pain is energy also so you want to move your pain move your body it doesn't matter if it's physical pain if it's mental emotional pain move your body we sit way too much today our culture is a sitting culture it is when you sit energy stagnates which is why qigong is so powerful you don't have to do a lot. You don't have to go run a marathon. You don't have to go run. You don't have to go CrossFit. You don't have to go. And in fact, I think personally, those of us in the West are doing so much and we're overdoing. And then we go do even more because we've been sitting so long and we, and you know, we have these high stress jobs and we go freaking work out like mad men or women and too much doing, man, too much doing. Do less, but still move. This is why Qigong or Tai Chi is super powerful for moving the energy. Very, very powerful. I highly suggest it. There's a couple people I suggest. Um, Lee Holden. He, if you Google Lee Holden Qigong on YouTube, he's got some a couple videos. Ten minutes, you guys. Take ten minutes out of your day. You got a lot of minutes in a day. Take ten minutes to do some Qigong to move some energy. Yoga, of course. For me now, I feel like it's a bit too rigid and structured, but it was fundamental when I was needing to create structure for myself to have a routine I needed yoga now I have the routine I have the practice it's a part of my daily life so I don't need as much structure qigong is is best for me right now although I still do yoga other things that help me feel grounded um, I use the sense our senses are very powerful tools to help bring our memory back to places and times when we felt good I do a lot of ceremony I believe that my life is a ceremony so I do a lot of ceremony in fact uh, pretty much anyone who knows me knows that if I'm around we'll probably do some sort of ceremony in some way shape or form um, 
ceremony is, is, is about creating space for intention. Creating space for the self to call in intentionally what they desire. Using parts or cycles of life to connect to, to harmonize with, to help you call that in. For instance, <clears throat> it's almost like I smoked or something <laughs> with this throat, but I didn't. Interesting. Um, so for instance, you know, moon phases. I host a men's circle on the full moon. Helps to ground our energy and reflect on what's going on in our collective consciousness. I do women's circles on the new moon. Helps us to go inward. Helps us to really go into the depth and the shadows. I do, you know, rituals around different fall and spring. You know, a lot of the time, a lot of my stuff revolves around the moon, but it doesn't have to. I mean, I have rituals for a lot of different things, depending on where I'm at in my life. But creating, you know, space is basically all a ritual or all a ritual is, is like a routine with intention done with, a, yeah, with an intention. And you do it often, a ritual. You do it with intention. It has a system. You could, have, you could say a ritual is brushing your teeth, right? Um, but it's, it wouldn't really be a, that would be more of a routine. Put some intention into it. Create some different practices around it. Like every morning, let's say, you um, take your toothbrush out and you stand in the mirror and you look into your eyes and you tell yourself how beautiful you are or what kind of a day you're going to have and you put some essential oils um, in your, you know, around your neck to help you call in this energy. That's a sense, using sense. Then you brush your teeth and talk about how you're only going to speak words of, of power, of, of beauty, of, of love. Um, and that's what this signifies. Brushing your teeth is about cleansing your mouth so that you only speak things that you desire instead of things that you don't. Boom. You just created a ritual out of a daily practice and you just brought intention into it. You see how much more powerful that is than just waking up and brushing your teeth? And again, if you haven't listened to the ritual podcast a couple weeks ago, I talk about making parts of your daily routine a part of your ritual. So, you know... Uh, one of my rituals and my grounding rituals as of late, and it's only been within the last year or two, especially in the last, I would say, two months, I drinking pu'er. Pu'er is a part of my ritual. It's about, you know, a lot of people drink coffee. While I have my own reasons of why I think coffee is not that so not, not so good for you, um, but, you know, I do pu'er. Now, anything, you don't want to be de dependent on any one thing because, again, this is creating a dependency outside yourself. I really invite that people mix up their routine. They have things that, are, that keep them grounded and that they do, but sometimes I won't be able to do my qigong or have my tea, but I'll be able to stretch in my bed before I get out, right? Um, one thing that I was saying is, is it using my senses, so smell can be really, really powerful to create um, an experience in your body that brings your nervous system back to balance. So for instance, if you have a ritual around, let's say every morning, you like the idea of brushing your teeth, it takes an extra two minutes, you can implement this into your daily routine. Maybe you start by 
your ritual is using the smell of lavender essential oil and you put it on your wrist and underneath your temples or whatever and you smell it before you start your day and because you set the intention to be grounded now the sense of lavender which is also already calming puts you into this calming vibration now anytime that you don't feel calm you feel out of it you can do a similar ritual to help bring you using the sense of smell to help bring you back to presence to help bring you back to intention to help bring you back to alignment um, that's powerful for me because I do a lot of ceremony lighting a little piece of sage like this morning that was something that I did I was like okay I feel like I need to cleanse my energy because I'm super in my head right now I want to get back to my body I want to get back to my presence I'm going to take a little bit of sage which I use in a lot of rituals and it's been used for a long 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 period of time to just help remind me of my true grounded presence and my practice and my essence so using smells in an intentional intentional and ritualistic way can also help right sometimes when we feel that we don't have a lot of time for instance maybe you you were rushing out the door and you're about to go to a really important meeting and you're about to get out of your car maybe you start creating practices of time and space where you you ground and cleanse your energy with sage so you can take a little tiny piece of sage and light it in your car and move it around in your energy field with the intention of clearing your energy and clearing your mind and using that smell to ground you and before you go into this meeting and because you've created space to set the intention and you have some sort of a practice it could be one minute 30 seconds you will inevitably pull more of that energy in and feel grounded more connected before that meeting I hope this is making sense something that I do I also travel with is stones I've created a lot of ritual around stones stones are like my it's grounding they have a lot of energy they have a lot of power I set up altars everywhere I go um, I would say some most times even if I'm in a place for two days I will set up an altar I was traveling around for many years, for two years, and I was in really low budget, I mean, 200 rupee budget rooms, which is like $4 in India, right? And there's a lot of energy that is in these different hotel rooms or, or guest house rooms, energy that I don't necessarily want, energy of other people's energy stays in places. So I would create rituals of cleansing my space, cleansing the energy in the room, and I tell you, People would come into my 200 rupee room and be like, wow, it feels so good in here. And it's because I intentionally set a ceremony, a ritual around cleansing anybody's space and anybody's energies that were not of service in this space, bringing in my own energy, bringing in energies of those, you know, whether you call them ascendant masters or just good energies into the room. And I would set up crystals. My crystals are stones. They hold energy. They're powerful vibration. I use them in my own helping to rebalance my own chi. And I set up, you know, I carry stones with me and have rituals around just worshiping the earth. What are stones? They're parts of beautiful pieces of the earth. So I, I worship the earth. I connect to the earth through stones. I remind myself of my connection to Mother Earth. So that's another way. People are like, Amanda, you literally carry rocks with you. You, you carry stones in your heavy ass bag and it's like actually yes I do because they have been a space of grounding of anchor they're stones they're rocks they're grounding right 
Now, some of this might be super hippie for some of you who are listening, and some of this might be super inspiring for others. There's a spectrum, right? I didn't start out this way. I haven't always been a hippie. In fact, my mom is very, very polar opposite. You know, her grounding ritual is a glass of booze anywhere she goes. Very different from me. No judgment. I love her. Um, so, you know, it's about starting where you are, knowing where you are, and, and going from there, doing what you can. Just to wrap up this, you know, this episode, things, grounding practices that help me stay connected to myself are creating daily rituals of intention around how I show up for myself and thus how I show up for my world. I feel that doing this in the morning, whether you wake up 30 minutes to an hour earlier in the beginning might be challenging, but you will gain energy, you will gain clarity, and you will begin to be able to more consciously create the the desires, the tools that you desire. Um, Using things like, even if if you're stuck on your coffee, which if you have any sort of health or mental, emotional issues, get off the coffee. It is just... And if you are curious about why I say this, write in to me. <laughs> I'll do another episode on it. I've talked about this a lot. I'm not saying coffee is bad. Coffee's great. But when it's taken and you abuse the plant of coffee, just like if you abuse any plant, um, it will abuse you, right? So, um, but you can use things like brushing your teeth or, you know, drinking your coffee even in a more intentional and ritualistic way. Um, doing a movement practice, whether it's 10 minutes or an hour, an hour and a half, whether it's qigong or yoga or just breathing or even working out, do it in an intentional way. Using things to help ground you, senses, um, you know, using essential oils, using whether it's sage or palo santo, but be careful because we're overusing the trees there. Um, or things like, you know, oracle cards, tarot cards, um, acts of divination if you're already on your spiritual path and you're wanting to create more opportunities to connect to spirit roomy cards I Ching right things like that just doing that weekly daily you know again don't become dependent on things outside yourself but be aware that these are tools um, Puer obviously my tea time is very sacred to me it's a place a time where I don't connect on my phone I usually don't talk unless I'm doing a podcast (laughs) or, you know, things of that nature. Meditation, super powerful. Stretching, yin yoga, breathing, setting intention. All of these things I do in some form no matter what. This is what keeps me grounded and connected to myself regardless of where I am. And from that space of connected, grounded alignment, I can continue to show up in the best way, not only for me, but for those around me, for my clients and for my friends and whoever else I'm around. So I hope this helps. Um, Also, one last thing is spending time with myself. This is probably the most important. Save the best for last. Spend time with yourself. Like this morning, I... I'm hanging out with my friend Sarah and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go outside and do my podcast and uh, drink some tea. I'll be back in in a bit. You know, make time for yourself. Nobody else will make time for you. You have to make that time, especially if you're in a relationship. Maybe that means you go out on a walk in the mornings or the evenings just to get time by yourself. You need, and I don't see need very often, but you need to spend time with yourself in order to create self-awareness and to create personal empowerment. 
if you're always around other people, your kids, your partner, your friends, your community, it's going to be really hard for you to know what it is that is going on with you, for you, beyond and by yourself. It's going to be hard to know what you need. So this is a longer podcast than I usually do on my own, but apparently this is what wanted to come through. So yeah, I hope you found this helpful. Again, this was a recommendation or a request rather from someone who listens to the podcast. I've been getting a lot of reviews from you guys just personally writing me, telling me how much this podcast has helped you. And I want to let you know that I really appreciate that a lot. I mean, I don't, people ask me, do you get money from your podcast? It's like, no, (laughs) this is karma yoga. And it's also, I love it. You know, I love doing it. I love, but when I hear from you guys, when you tell me how much it helps you, um, it makes a big difference. I get an energy exchange in that way and it's very powerful. And so I just want to thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for reviewing. If you review on iTunes, it's super easy. It takes like five minutes, if that. Um, even if you just review and you don't leave messages, which I love your messages, um, if you just rate it even, that really helps also. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for being a part of this community and being a part of my journey here in Florida. It's probably a lot quieter than many of the other places I've been. I will be in Florida for another few days and then I go to Austin. I'll probably do a podcast or two there. Might as well do try to do a podcast everywhere I am, huh? No expectations. <laughs> Anyways, write in if there's something you want to hear about. I'm happy to do podcasts for you. Hearing what you guys want, need, and desire helps me uh, continue to show up for you in a way that is most aligned for, for, for everyone. So thank you again so much. I appreciate you. And I look forward to talking with you next time. Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode on Driven for Purpose. I cannot tell you how much your support means. If you found this content helpful in any way, shape, or form, I would love it if you share this with your friends and family. If you haven't yet already done so, please go on over to iTunes and leave us a review. Your reviews help us rank higher, which means more people can get inspired by this content, and together we can support one another to continue on our journey towards our highest and best selves. I'll catch you next week.